Welcome to the Thriving Authors Podcast, where we delve into all aspects of what it takes to get your dream book out of your heart, onto the page, and into the world, connecting with a wide audience of readers. I'm Dallas, and I don't just want you to be a published author. I want you to be a thriving author, confidently sharing your ideas, making an impact with your words, and owning your unique voice that deserves to be heard. I've spent the past two decades immersed in the publishing industry, building my career as a best-selling author of five books and counting. As a book coach, I have helped dozens of women birth their books and live their dreams. And here's what I know to be true. You deserve abundant creativity, a nurturing writing practice, and a supportive community that inspires and uplifts you through the ups and downs of the writing life. I want to help you write and publish your dream books that grow your audience, grow your business, and grow your legacy. On this podcast, you will find behind-the-scenes lessons from my own book writing and publishing journey, interviews with successful published authors, and tips and advice you can start using today to move you forward in your writing life. You don't have to do this alone. Let's get started. Welcome, friends, to a new episode of Thriving Authors Podcast. So happy to have you here with me today. I was just thinking about um, last year when I was pregnant and I had to get my blood drawn quite frequently. And it is something that I have always had a hard time with. I really do not like getting my blood drawn. And um, it made me think about an Instagram live that I did, I think last summer, um, when I had not shared that I was pregnant yet, but I did talk about having to get my blood drawn and some epiphanies that I had that I wanted to share. And so I wanted to repurpose this as a podcast episode in case you missed it as an Instagram live. It is three tips to recharge your writing routine today. Um, just your creativity is a gift to the world and to yourself. And I hope that this perspective that um, I kind of had this epiphany about as I was driving home from getting my blood drawn and that I have carried with me over the past year since doing this Instagram live. I hope that this will be helpful for you too, just in the way that you approach your writing and think about your writing. Um, and I hope it just is really empowering for you. So without any further ado, here is this replay of my Instagram live about three tips to help you recharge your writing routine today. Hi friends. Happy Wednesday. I am coming at you today, which a spur of the moment live. Um, I just got back from getting my blood drawn. I hate getting my blood drawn. I will explain why in a moment, but I had some epiphanies about how it relates to the writing process. I feel like my clients always tease me because everything in my brain can relate to writing. Um, but I had some ideas and, um, I just wanted to share with you. So I have three ways to commit to your writing starting today that I got driving home from my blood draw appointment in my head related to <laughs> my medical appointment. So um, I'll share a little personal story and then I promise I'll tie it back to writing. So I don't know if any of you are like me. I really dislike getting my blood drawn. I like dread it. It's not just that I hate needles. Um, it's that my veins are like really small and I guess they kind of roll around like they're hard. They're hard to get. Um, yes. Courtney says inspiration strikes when it strikes. Um, 
So anyways, I just, I really dread my blood draw appointments. Um, but normally they go fine. They go like way better than I'm dreading. This one today went fantastic. I'm like on a high from just being so relieved to have it over with. Um, but I guess it just, it made me think about how I kept this appointment for my blood draw, you know, this morning, even though I was dreading it, I really don't like it. I still went because I knew it was something that I needed to get done that was important to me. Um, and that's why I feel like, I feel like so many of us have something like this in our lives, right? Like maybe it's the dentist, maybe it's some other medical appointment, maybe it's, you know, just something that it's like, you don't really like doing it, but what do you do? You schedule it, you make an appointment and you go and you get it done. And I'm not saying that your writing time should feel like this appointment that you dread. I do not want it to. I want to help you make your writing time like fun and something you look forward to. But I think for a lot of us, especially in seasons of busyness, or especially at the beginning when we're getting to trying to get into a routine, Courtney says going to the DMV. Yes. Um, we're trying to get into routine of writing, you know, there can be a lot of resistance there and like a lot of discomfort and sometimes feeling like I don't really want to do this, but that's why with my clients, I really try to encourage them and why it's been so powerful in my life to schedule your writing time and treat it like an appointment, right? Treat it like an appointment at the DMV, you know, treat it like for me, a blood draw appointment. And I just kind of had this realization of, I keep this appointment to get my blood drawn, even though I like hate it, I should definitely keep an appointment with myself to do my writing time, something that I like genuinely enjoy and love. Um, but I think often we have this resistance to scheduling our writing time. Maybe it's because we have this feeling of like being a creative and wanting it to kind of be like more free flowing, wanting to be flexible, like just wanting to kind of write when inspiration strikes, which sometimes inspiration strikes and we have the time and we're able to just start writing right then. But I think a lot of the time it's about showing up consistently and waiting for inspiration to meet us there, right? Often it's like inspiration is waiting, but if we don't show up for our time, we're not going to get to meet with inspiration. Like they're not going to, we're not going to have that partnership time. And so I think it's about, I really, really encourage you, even if you're just trying to get into a routine of writing for like 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, I love starting small. And in this season of my life with having a young daughter, um, often small is like what I get small chunks, but nothing is too small to schedule. I would still really encourage you make that appointment on your calendar and treat it like a doctor's appointment, treat it like a dentist appointment, treat it like a fun appointment, like a fun date with a friend, um, that you are, you're keeping this appointment with yourself. I even like to share in the same way I share doctor's appointments on my schedule with my husband, with his calendar. Like if you have a partner or someone else, you know, in your life that you're kind of navigating life with, I think it's great to share your writing appointment times with them. So they know, okay, like this is when, you're, this is when you're busy writing, close the door, put the sign on it. But I just think for a lot of us, we are too flexible with our writing time. Like we don't, we don't treat it importantly enough. And we, it's so easy to let other things encroach on that, but it's just so important to keep that appointment with yourself. And even if it's just 15 minutes, like for me, when I see that pop up on my calendar, it's like, okay, this is my writing time. Even if it's just 15 minutes or 20 minutes, like this is my time to do that. And I think the other thing 
the other reason that it's really powerful for our brains is having that appointment scheduled means that you give your brain permission to really relax into like, this is what I should be doing right now, right? When I was getting my blood drawn, I wasn't like, oh, should I be, you know, sending emails right now? Or should I be cleaning the kitchen? I was like, nope, this is my blood draw time. Like, this is what I'm doing right now. Um, Oh, thank you. I'm so glad this was a good reminder. Um, But yeah, with our writing, sometimes it's like, if we don't schedule it, we have, we feel pulled in all these different directions, right? Like, oh, you know, I should be, oh, thank you, Cheryl. Thanks for popping in. You know, we're like, oh, I should be doing some laundry or maybe I should be doing some client work or I should be, you know, responding to email. Um, But when we have that appointment, it's like our brain is like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Um, Yes, exactly, Courtney. Courtney says, sometimes I, I just forget, right? Life gets busy. If we don't schedule our writing time, I don't know about you, but I've had plenty of seasons, like especially before I really tried to be intentional about this, we're writing. I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, I, you know, I want to write today. I can't wait to write today. But then life happens. Like I had to go to the grocery store, had to run some errands. There was a fire that needed putting out. Like life gets busy. And then it's the end of the day. And it's like, oh, why didn't I write? And then often what do we do? We beat ourselves up. Like, oh, I didn't get my writing done today. Like I need to do double tomorrow. Or like, why can't I do this? Or you know, why, you know, I must not be a real writer. Like we have all these ways that we beat ourselves up and we don't get our writing time in consistently. And so it's really about like setting yourself up for success to try to get that in consistently because then that momentum, it really builds on itself. And, um, and you start to, you know, lean into that success of having that consistent writing time. And I think also it helps you shift the narrative and shift the story that you're telling about yourself. So another epiphany I had with my blood draw appointment was I had some like early on in my life or like early on of my experiences getting my blood drawn. I had some bad experiences. I had like veins popped. They couldn't get the blood drawn. It was like, it wasn't, I mean, like it wasn't super traumatic, but like for me, it was like, really stressful. And, um, you know, it kind of ingrained in my head, this belief that this is something that's hard for me. Like, this is something that I'm not good at. This is something that is like this whole stressful production for me. Like something is wrong with me that it's hard for me to get, get, get my blood drawn. So I've had those kind of experiences inside of myself that, that have been narratives that I have made into truths right? And so many of us have those related to writing, right? Maybe it's like a teacher that you had when you were young that for whatever reason made you feel like you weren't a good writer or like marked up all your writing with red pen. Or maybe it was related to things like spelling or grammar that you feel like those have been tough for you in the past or you had experiences that, you know, in school as a child that you just felt like you weren't good at those things. I've had clients who were dyslexic and had, you know, have all these narratives to unravel as far as like writing and reading being really hard or not being like their natural thing. And I think for a lot of us, and maybe maybe it's even more recent, or maybe you can think of like the first time you shared your writing with someone, or it's the first rejection you got, or a contest you entered that you were really excited about and you didn't win. Um, And so I think a lot of us have these like narratives that we tell ourselves about ourselves as writers that we believe as truth, but that aren't necessarily truth, not at all. And I think the more that we can um, kind of build 
positive, confident, empowering, you know, not stressful um, experiences with writing, the more we can start to push back against those narratives and instead build like a healthier narrative for ourselves. So for me, every time I go to get my blood drawn and it's a like just a smooth experience like it was today, it helps me remind myself that like those stories that I have in my head from the past aren't necessarily like don't have to be true anymore. Um, and doesn't have to be something that I'm like always carrying inside of me into the appointment. But I think one thing is just realizing, like thinking about what are the narratives that you have inside of yourself related to writing. And then two, trying to work with someone, like a lot of my clients, we do a lot of mindset work and working on kind of unpacking those narratives and looking at them. I love that too. Courtney says it's fluid too. Exactly. Courtney, we are ever changing and growing and what was once difficult can become easier. That is so beautifully put Courtney. And it too, I feel like it's also realizing that we are always works in progress. Our writing is always works in progress. We're always improving. We're always growing. And I think it's good to feel in a place that, you know, to, to feel like you don't know everything. Because if you get to a place where you feel like, oh, I've got this down, I know everything, like, then you're probably just writing the same book over and over. Like, you're not pushing yourself to grow creatively and um, challenging yourself to take risks and to, like, become the next iteration of yourself. So I love that, Courtney. I so agree with that. Um, but I think it can be so helpful, like to first just recognize those beliefs and then to work with someone, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a friend, whether it's a coach, whether it's a teacher, like someone to kind of un unravel some of those beliefs and try to look at them and decide like, what do I want to carry forward and what maybe isn't serving me anymore? Um, so the other thing about my blood draw too, is I realized, <clears throat> I think a lot of us have this related to our writing sessions in particular, if we are at a place in our books where maybe we're like struggling with something, um, I'm working with a lot of my clients right now who are in the muddy middle. I call it the muddy middle of their books where things just get a little murky. I think middles are really hard. Often we have beginnings like are clear and we're inspired endings. There's like a lot of momentum, but in the middle, it can just be rough sometimes and it can be just a little bit convoluted. We don't always know what's supposed to happen. And just like, we're kind of in the middle. Um, it's where a lot of people give up. And so I was just thinking about with my appointment today, like I had this so built up in my mind <laughs> all yesterday. I was like thinking about it and kind of dreading it this morning. I was just like dreading it, dreading it, dreading it, dreading it. And then I went and I got my blood drawn and it ended up like being super great. It was like super easy. It was over, you know, snapping my fingers it was over. It was done. I was heading out. And I was just thinking about with our writing time, I feel like a lot of us, it's kind of similar where we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we get to a place where we're like, so I guess fixated on just like our writing time that we're like maybe dreading it or we're just putting, um, yeah, just a lot of pressure on ourselves that it's like, there's so many barriers or so much blocks to like sitting down and doing it. But often once we sit down and get started, um, it's over then before, before we know it. It's like often so much easier than we make it out to be in our minds or then we can like get it built up to be this like big, hard thing. Um, maybe there's a chapter that you're working on that's just like it feels like this big mountain that you're trying to climb. Or maybe you're trying to restructure your book and it just feels like this 
huge task and you keep putting it off because you're like dreading it, dreading it. But often if we're able to like actually sit down and do it or to break it up into small pieces, have you ever had this experience where then it's like, you do it, you write through it, you get to the end and you're like, oh, why did I make that so hard? Like, you know, it's done now. Um, and so I think that's also why it's so, so powerful to have an accountability partner, be part of a writing group, have a mentor, have a coach, have, you know, some sort of buddy to like help give you the motivation to just sometimes like get started and dive in and stop just building it up so much in your mind that it becomes this like insurmountable, impossible task. That's a lot of what I do with my clients too, is like try to break things down into little bits and then get started. Um, yeah, Courtney says we build them up in our heads to be so crazy stressful. And then the longer we wait, the more we build it up, the more stressful it is, the more pressure we put on ourselves. But instead, if we can just break it down, release that perfectionism, release that pressure, like let it be messy and just kind of dive in and do it (laughs) in the same way. Like you guys, like my appointment today, I did not want to be there. Right. But I was there. I did it. So sometimes like recognizing it's okay if I don't want to be sitting here right now working on this section of my book, like that's okay to have those feelings, but I'm still going to set my timer for 20 minutes, keep that appointment with myself and just, and and do it and see if inspiration meets me here, if the muse shows up. Um, And just one of my clients last week was talking about how she has these 20 minute writing sprints that she sets for herself. And she did not feel like writing the other day, but she made herself sit in front of, she makes herself sit in front of her computer with her document open. And she has to just sit there for 20 minutes, either writing on it or just sitting there. And she said, inevitably what happens is she's sitting there looking at it and she starts kind of fiddling, right? She starts kind of editing what she has already. And then before she knows it, she's writing a few more sentences. And then all of a sudden the timer's going off and it's been 20 minutes and what she's gotten her writing session for that day. She's made that progress. She's gotten into her book. And I think that every time we do that, we're building confidence in ourselves. Like we're building our narrative of this is something I do consistently. I'm a writer. I show up even when I don't necessarily feel like it. And I put my time in and I get the job done. And I think that the more we're able to work through that too, the more enjoyable writing becomes as a whole, because we stop, like we let it kind of become even a little bit more, I'm saying boring, not that what you're writing is boring, but just that like your routine becomes a little bit more boring. You're not having this emotional roller coaster of, am I going to write today? Or like, you know, all this dread, all this pressure. It's more just kind of this steady thing that you do. And I think that helps it become more enjoyable. And that helps you really like build up that confidence. Then you're able to escape into your writing more consistently and let your writing, like what you're writing be the exciting, you know, the exciting part of it, not the ups and downs of, your writing routine. Like, am I going to write today? Oh, I didn't write. So I'm beating myself up. You know, like we don't want to have this toxic relationship with our creativity. We want it to be something steady, something calm, something that we can really like ground ourselves in. And I think that doing it consistently is what I have found to be like the number one way to really get that relationship nurtured and growing in such a safe and sustainable way. Um, so those were a few things, like three things that came to me with my blood draw appointment today. (laughs) The fourth thing was I was thinking about, um, about community and I was thinking about how important it is with writing or with like any challenges that we're going through in our life to really surround ourselves with community of people who get it, 
right? People who understand what we're going through um, and can one, just like be there for us, understanding and being supportive and like being that support for us. Um, It meant so much to me before my appointment this morning that I was dreading, you know, to get like little texts from my husband, from my dad, from my mom being like thinking of you, you know, like just having that support made me feel like I wasn't alone in doing this scary thing I was dreading. Um, But also I think having community with people who understand and are there and can offer some wisdom, you know, people who have been there before who can give you guidance, um, help you maybe see things that it's, that it's like hard for you to see. Um, and I think, uh, you know, so with my, with my tiny veins, with my blood draw, I have found certain things that work for me that work better that I found through community that I found through my aunt Kimmy, who has the same, who inherited the same veins that I have, who like suggested I use butterfly needles. Another friend who, has a hard time getting blood drawn and was saying like, ask them if you can go lie down while they do it, then you won't feel as lightheaded. So things that have helped me figure out my blood draw routine, like what works best for me, it sounds so silly, but it's made such a huge difference from the earlier experiences that I had that were like so painful and hard um, to now be able to do it more smoothly. And so I think for, for you with your writing, thinking about one, like how can you create a community around yourself that will help nurture you, support you, send you those encouraging texts, like make you feel that you're not alone in this. And also people that have been there before that can help give you some advice. Yes. Courtney says, reminds me of building a routine around my ADHD brain. I know that was so huge, Courtney, when you had that discovery about your ADHD and being able to work with it and build that routine and build that community around that. Um, and realizing that you're not alone in that. And this can be something that actually like is an asset to your creativity. Um, and so also I think thinking about routine, finding out like what works for you, what works best for you with your writing routine. I'm a big proponent of creating like a nurturing writing routine that you can be consistent with and bringing in things that can make it feel fun for you. Um, I want to do a whole other live or podcast episode later about um, like a do-it-yourself writing routine, something that's come up. I think there's Stacy, something that Stacy brought up in my Thriving Authors Academy that I think is such a wonderful idea. Um, and so kind of on a microcosm of that, thinking about like what can you bring into your writing routine that will make it feel safer, that'll make it feel more supportive, that'll make it feel more joyful for you, something that you actually do look forward to when that appointment, when your, you know, your calendar reminder goes off, <clears throat> that it's your writing time. Like what's something that you can do to shift into that writing time so that it feels like something kind of fun. So maybe it's like stepping away from your computer and taking your journal and going outside to do some writing, or maybe it's lighting a special candle to signal like this is the beginning of my writing time or putting on a playlist or having um, like a special snack or a drink or something that just kind of helps you be like, this is my special writing time. This is marking the occasion. And then also figuring out what works best for you. So for me with my blood draw, it's butterfly needles work so much better than regular needles. Maybe for you, you're like, you know, outlining is like so key to my brain. So I know what I'm going to write every day. Um, Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe outline makes you, makes you feel stifled and it's having the freedom to just kind of explore. Courtney says, sometimes I just need a location change. Yes, exactly. Sometimes it's like going outside. Um, I have another client who it was like huge for her when she realized 
she realized, you know, like typing a first draft on the computer actually doesn't work that great for me. Like for me, I want to write my first draft by longhand. And it was just so amazing to see how she had had so much resistance, like so much that she was kind of struggling with trying to get this draft down. And when she made that simple change of giving herself permission to just draft by longhand on her lined notebook paper, her book just started flowing out so much easier, right? So it's all about figuring out. I think it's great to like be part of community, get advice from community, get guidance. Um, but then it's taking all of that in and also figuring out, okay, what works best for me, right? Because all, every one of us are unique individuals, unique creative beings with our own ways of creating, our own ways of writing. And so I think it's kind of a balance of getting inspiration from others, but also realizing that what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for me. And that's okay. That's okay. It's all about figuring out what does work best for me so I can do this consistently. And it's something that I can and do like look forward to. Um, and so that's another reason why I'm so passionate about creating community for writers, why I've created my Thriving Authors Academy, um, <clears throat> is to have a place where writers can go to feel supported and also to get questions answered, right? To not feel like you have to just be going through it alone, like feeling stuck, spinning your wheels, but that every single week you have a community to be part of to like let everyone know what's going on with you and to bring up questions of where you're stuck or to listen to somebody else have a question that you're just like, oh, that's so helpful for me too. And so I think with, with anything, with any challenge we're going through, whether it's a medical challenge or a creative challenge or some other like a personal challenge, I think just realizing that we don't have to do it alone. You don't have to go through it alone. Like it's to me has just been so life-changing. Um, when I think back on some of like the hardest periods of my life, there are periods where I felt so alone, right? Where I like didn't realize that I could get support or that I could like reach out to others and, and, um, and kind of like let some of the weight off of myself. And so I think that with writing, with creativity, with anything, like having that community is just so crucial, both for like your goals that you have with your writing, you know, think about what's like a big goal that you have in your writing right now. Maybe it's finishing your book. Maybe it's <clears throat> publishing your book or launching your book or like writing the next draft. Um, so both in actually reaching those goals, I think having community is just so crucial, but also what I've just come to put more and more importance on in my own writing career, like realizing that this is a long game like writing for me is something I plan to do the rest of my life. Like this isn't something for me, this isn't just about like the next book or the next goal I'm focused on. Like it's also about how can we be striving for our goals in a way that feels really good to us, that feels like aligned, that feels sustainable, um, that feels like something, you know, that we, that we are growing from going after those goals instead of feeling like something that we're kind of beating ourselves down as we're, as we're, you know, striving for whatever our goals may be with our writing. And I think for so many of us, and I'm going to do a whole other rant about this. I've been journaling about this, but I think in, um, in our culture, there's so much around creativity, um, very like hyper-masculine, um, being efficient, like kind of beating the creativity out of ourselves, like having to, 
get the book done in a certain amount of time, like word count goals, which can be really helpful for some people. But I think also it's like stepping back from that sometimes and realizing that the greater, like the greater goal or the greater purpose is to enjoy the ride too. And to have this be like this, your, your creativity is a gift that you're giving yourself every time you sit down to write and just like really kind of steeping in that that knowledge and that security that this is a gift you're giving yourself. This isn't something that you have to feel pressure around or feel like you have to perform or like you have to prove yourself to anyone. This is something that you're, you know, you, that you can deep down know that you're doing like just for yourself. And that's such a, a beautiful thing. And I know in my life, I used to focus so much externally on like the end results that I wanted from my writing. But the more books that I've published, like the more that I've realized that that is very fleeting and not something like to to ground in. And that actually what makes me most fulfilled in the long term is focusing on like the day to day magic of sitting down to write and spending time with my creative self. Um, so that's something that I really hope for you too. Um, wherever you are listening to this, like whatever you're thinking about for, for your goals in your writing, whether you're writing really consistently already or you're writing more sporadically or you like want to be writing more frequently. Like I just hope that whatever, however you approach those goals, you approach it with grounding yourself in this knowledge that this is something valuable and worthy that you are doing. And this is a gift that you are giving not only to the outside world, whoever's going to read your beautiful writing, but this is also a gift that you give yourself. Um, yes, the day-to-day magic is it's been, it's something that we have control over, right? There's so much in writing and publishing that we do not have control over. And I think it's so common to like give our power away by focusing on those things. And it's great to have goals around those. Like, don't get me wrong. I love to help my clients find goals around getting published or getting readers or winning awards or things like that. But I think it's so important to really focus on the part that we have control over and the part that stays with us forever, which is that day-to-day magic of of your creativity, um, and of just like filling up that creative well and nourishing yourself, um, and creating that consistent writing routine, which I would love you to try it, right? Try setting an appointment in your calendar, try really keeping it consistently, try it for like 30 days. Even if you've never done it before and you're kind of skeptical of like, I don't know if I can write every day. I haven't been able to do it in the past. Like just try scheduling a little chunk of time, 15 or 20 minutes for 30 days and see how it feels. Just kind of treat it as an experiment. See how you feel at the end of that. Um, for, For me and for most of my clients, it's really transformative to really get into that like consistent writing practice. But the only caveat is you're not allowed to beat yourself up if you miss a day. If you miss a day, that's totally fine. You just start up again the next day. Okay. Cause if you beat yourself up for missing days, if you make it into this kind of like really pressure situation that defeats the whole, the whole purpose. So that's the only rule <clears throat> is you're not allowed to beat yourself up if you miss, but you're just, your goal is to keep those appointments. And you can think if there's a day where you really don't feel like keeping your appointment, you can compare it to, for me, it's the blood draw. Maybe for you, it's the dentist or the DMV. Like, I'm sure you don't feel like going, but you still go, right? So like, I try to tell myself, you know, I do it for the blood draw. I better, at least, like my writing deserves that same respect from, from me. My writing deserves the same respect as this like task that I hate to do, but I do anyway. Um, and so I'm gonna, 
I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up for it. So thank you for hanging out with me and kind of listening to just those. Like I said, it all kind of hit me as I was driving home. And I was like, I want to, I want to kind of go live and hang out and just kind of share some of those thoughts. So I hope it resonated with you. I have a couple um, excited announcements. So one, if you've been, if you follow me on Instagram, you might see I have a book launch coming out soon. Um, I have a short story collection, How to Make Paper When the World is Ending. That comes out officially now in less than two weeks. I can't believe it. It comes out June 28th, and um, I'm really excited about it. It's a collection of stories that kind of explore and reimagine the ghost story. Um, And as someone who is not really a horror fan, like it's not horror at all. It's more just thinking about, um, yeah, I guess like, some of the stories are around like actual, like literal ghosts. Some are around more like figurative ghosts, like the ghosts of what might have been, the ghosts of what are maybe to come in the future. So kind of, I was just interested in in like exploring kind of this, this idea of like what makes the ghost story. And um, so the stories, it's uh, contemporary fiction. Some of them are like a little bit bittersweet or a little bit kind of, um, I don't know if like spooky is the right word, but, um, but yeah, if you're interested in that type of, of fiction, if you like reading fiction, I would just really love to hear what you think of it. Um, I would love if you give it a try. And the other cool thing about short stories that I personally love as a reader, as a busy mama who like, I try to just read before bed is usually my time to read as it is nice. If you, um, thank you, Courtney and Stacy. if you are busy, the cool thing about stories is like, they're bite-sized little nuggets that you can just pick up and read one and and finish it. And then um, it's okay if you don't pick up the book again for like a few weeks, right? You don't like forget what was happening. Um, so I feel like short stories are just a really cool form of fiction um, that fits in really well with like our hectic modern lives. Um, and the other cool thing creatively, I guess this is more thinking about if you are you know looking to write short stories is one thing I loved exploring in this collection was how you can um, really kind of uh, challenge yourself to take risks, um, to like kind of try out some different genres of stories. So I have some stories in there that are more like magical realism. I have some that are um, taking risks with form and structure. Um, and so also if you're just interested in writing short stories, not that I'm like the master of writing short stories, but it might just be kind of a fun book to check out to maybe give you some ideas for, um, for some things you might play around with in your own fiction. So it's available. It should be available like anywhere you buy your books. And I wanted to say, if you do order a copy, let me know because I have um, some bookmarks and some like little signed book plates um, that I would love to send you to mail to you just like as a thank you for supporting my book, because it just means so much to me, like every single reader. Oh, thank you, Courtney. Um, every single reader just means so much to me that you would like take the time to read my work. And I hope that you really enjoy it. And this book also, um, means a lot to me because it's been in the works for a long time. Like I wrote a lot of these stories. I like first drafted them when I was in graduate school, um, or during my Steinbeck fellowship. So it's been like a decade in the making in this book. Um, so it just feels really exciting to be having it out in the world. Um, so that's like the first big news. And, and again, I would just love to hear your thoughts about it. If you do, if you do read it. Um, and then the other big news is my, so I was talking earlier about community and how, um, 
it's just so it's such a passion of mine to really help create community for other writers. Um, I guess based upon both for me, there have been times in my life where I have felt very alone in my writing and I've been like craving community. Um, so kind of trying to like think about who I was and like, what would I have just loved? And then also the people that I have been able to find community with kind of in like, thanks to them, like in kind of um, homage to them, like creating this community for other writers. So my community, Thriving Authors Academy, it, the next round starts up in October. It goes from October to the very first week of April. It's six month, small group, weekly coaching program, container of support for you um, with coaching calls, writing workshops, co-writing sessions, and then a bunch like 20 um, weekly video lessons that you get just about all different parts of writing, editing, and publishing your book. Um, but I have opened up the registration for the next round already. I was getting a lot of questions. And so I kind of opened it up a little bit early, but I wanted to let you know, in case anyone listening is, is thinking about the fall, thinking about wrapping up 2022, heading into 2023, giving yourself the gift of community and support. So much of what I was talking about today are things that we really delve into and talk through in the program. Thanks for spending time with me today. Please hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook group. It's called Book Breakthrough Community, and it's full of other heart-centered writers sharing resources and supporting each other. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live with free challenges, and you may even meet your new writing partner to swap pages with. Join us on Facebook at Book Breakthrough Community. And you can always reach out to me personally at Dallas Woodburn Author on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and your ideas for new episodes. Until next time, happy writing.